show. I haven't been having my show because um, I'm sick and I have a little stuffed up nose and I've been sneezing and um, coughing up a lung. Um, and um, also because I have uh, this uh, headset thing on my head and I was worried that it would hurt my ear. So I put it on and it didn't hurt my ear, but it did hurt the spot where on the other side where the little thing clutches to my head, you know, that hurt. So (laughs) I had a pair of socks on my desk because I was going to put them on my feet, but then my feet were kind of hot, so I didn't put them on. So I just picked them up and and stuck them underneath the little head gripper part of my headset. So now I'm sitting here with my headset on with a pair of socks under my headset. So, but they're little socks. They're not like grown man socks. They're like little ankle socks, if that makes any difference whatsoever. And the best part is, is they're my little pony ankle socks because my, my niece picked them out for me. <sighs> Anyways... <laughs> Dobby is free. <laughs> so once you write a story where Dobby runs around wearing my little pony socks, it would be great. Anyways, so I've been sick <coughs> and I'm trying to um get over it and um but uh yeah. <laughs> it's not a two sock, it's an ankle sock. It's a little you know, ankle goes in your tennis shoes trainers if you're in another in the UK, you know, it's just those little tiny socks, um, and they're my little pony socks, because like I said, my niece picked them out, uh, I haven't been doing my radio show, and, um, it's just because, when I first got my radio show, I coughed for like, a whole year, right, you guys were here for that, it was like a whole fucking year, every show, I was like a coughing, and I was trying to avoid that this year, and I was a try, and so I have this cough medicine, it's working very well, I haven't coughed like in a whole hour, so I thought we could try this, and watch me have a coughing fit like any second now, because I'm talking, and uh, my nose is all stuffed up, so I probably sound even younger than I normally do, um, I'm thoroughly prepped for uh nano i've plotted and replotted i have killed everyone and i have temporary main character death because they go back in time and they have to kill themselves to do it and you know harry has a hit list and nobody's coming out of this alive and i just i I killed percy weasley twice and ron weasley twice i mean my outline is just one big homicidal free-for-all, and I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty thrilled. I've never written um, an anti-hero, really, so um, I'm kind of looking forward to it, and um, I, uh, I'm i trying to balance um, Harry's desire for revenge um, with uh, a sense of righteousness. So I... I hope that I'm accomplishing that um in my outline and that it translate in you know that it translate into the writing and so it's just a lot of fun doing um a dark lord uh with you know a code it's like dexter I mean you know so it's just it's it's really interesting I'm I'm having a really good time with the outline and I hope the writing goes smoothly because Julie and I are doing a 100k challenge for um November because we're crazy and um all that jazz. 
So I've been, um, I had to supervise the installation of two toilets in my house, two bathrooms, and both toilets went out in the same three days. It's like, I don't know who the god of um, the throne is, but whoever the god of the porcelain throne is, I pissed him off. And (laughs) so... I don't like people in my house, number one. I don't like anybody coming to my house without an invitation. Of course, I had to invite the plumber into my house, and my dog didn't like it. Um, And it was just, but I have two new toilets, which I thought was really cool to get something new, even if it is a toilet. So, you don't care. Anyways, I finished, um, I'm halfway through the beta on um, Hermione's Vow, which is part 30 of Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond. I would like to post it before nano starts uh so so that is my goal to get that posted before nano um i've uh solidified my plot for sentinels of atlantis season two and i'm going to start writing that in january come hell or high water or snow probably snow either way i'm writing that shit i am writing uh i've plotted um I've tried to stay really close to the episode format <coughs> with a, a big story arc, and I'm I'm really happy with with what I've accomplished, and um, so that's pretty cool. I uh, I have lots of plans, and um, there's going to be some sacrifices, but um, it's just it's going to be a really really intense, but but good arc. I'm I'm really proud of it, and um, <clears throat> so we'll see how that goes. I have. Uh, I have tabled the unspeakable plot. I have gotten so much crap about it um, and so many questions that I can't even open it without getting really upset. So I've dropped it into my... um, I don't know that it's going to stay there, but right now that's where it needs to be because um, I was developing some um, hostility for my own work, and I hate that. I hate being hostile about my own work. So I've just I've put it aside and I'm going to leave it there for a while and not look at it and not talk about it and I'm not going to answer any questions about it and if you email me about it I'm going to delete your email. I'm I'm just I'm I'm not going to answer any questions about the unspeakable plot. I I'm just not. It's not going to happen because um I'm starting to hate it and that's not fair. And that which sounds really childish but um it's not fair for a an author to be driven to hate their own work. And it's, that's where I'm at. And I don't appreciate it. And it's not, um, it's not flattering, this obsession that some people have with that story. And it's, it's not. You know what else isn't flattering? I'm not going to say that. Anyways, It's just, I'm really uncomfortable with um, how I feel about it um, because of these people who kept hounding me day in and day out for um, an update or a copy of my rough draft. I can't tell you how many people asked me to send them a copy of my fucking rough draft. Like, they're entitled to it. Like, they own it. Like, it doesn't even belong to me. Anyway, 
I don't want to spend my whole 30 minutes bitching about that. Um, so I put it aside. I put it in a folder by itself and where I keep all the other work that I can't work on because it made me mad for one reason or another, and it's going to stay there till I feel better about it. Um, no matter how much nagging gets done, it's that's my decision and my choice. Um, I uh, opened up my Halo uh, Fusion my Stargate Halo Fusion opened it up today and I played with it a little bit and it's really it's exciting again. I'm I'm really um interested in, in playing with that verse. I think that the two things that I've posted in the past the the pale horse thing and then the future glimpse where John is missing, I feel like those two scenes or those that collection of scenes, um it's almost there. It's almost where I want to tell the story, but it's not quite there. And I think that's why it never solidified for me. I I haven't found my starting point for that story yet. I, I haven't figured out where that is. And so I have to do that first. I have to figure out where my starting point is. And I think that maybe when it comes to Pale Horse, that... I started it in the wrong place, and that was the beginning of my story, obviously, the beginning of the series, but that's there, but I feel like the scene that I started with wasn't the right scene. I, I'm i missing something, and I think the reader is also missing something, because while you know, going into that scene, you know a great deal about Rodney, but John's a blank slate. You don't know why he chose to become a Spartan. You don't know how he feels going into this meeting and I feel like that's what's missing there's that emotional connection um with John that's completely missing and, I, and part of me thinks that I that that happened because of John's physical circumstances of of his being biomodified and him being you know um having machinery in him that I distanced myself as a writer from him and that was a mistake that I made we all make mistakes um when we're creating things and so I've having put it aside for so long and I've come back to it with this perspective I think to myself yes that that's where I made the mistake. I emotionally disconnected from John, and by the time I reconnected with him when he gets sent to his um when he goes to visit his family before his first assignment as a Spartan, it's slippage there's the, there's too much emotional slippage there that you can't really get a good grab or connection on John as a human being because um, already you've spent all this time thinking about him as a Spartan. And so I have to go back and back that up a little bit and work on that. I worked on the North Star um, yesterday, and I uh, feel like I really, really did some great work with with Rodney's emotional um, connection and his um, his journey. And I, I talked about this last week about, or whenever I did my show last, because I was sick for so long. Who fuck knows? Um, I did a interlude about Rodney McKay in the ties at Bindverse and um, how his arc is uh, kind of, um, it's understated for so much of ties that bind. He's, He's working through being a victim and and moving his way to accepting the fact that, yes, this happened to him, and no, it was not his fault, and this is what this was. This was not 
you know, it's a change of perspective because not only is he coming to terms with the fact that he was in an abusive relationship, but he has to heal from that abusive relationship. And you can't heal from it until you accept that it happened. And so when you meet Rodney in the beginning of Ties That Bind, he has not even begun to to recognize the level of mistreatment he suffered in his marriage to Carter. So I I hope that when I finish Ties That Bind, um, and now that I've kind of removed that limit from myself, I'm much more comfortable exploring that and moving through it, and things are kind of smoothing out and feeling really, really natural as I write The North Star, I've, I feel like that... Um, John and Rodney, both his characters, have relaxed as well. <laughs> it could be just my perspective because I relaxed. So, anyways, <clears throat> I'm moving through that, and I'm having a great deal of fun with it. I want to thank everybody who um, bought my book. I super appreciate it. My publisher is really happy. Um, and it's just, you know, it's it's out there to support my site, and that that's why it's there. I don't have any... Um, huge plans to to publish a lot as Kara. I had this little series I'm going to do and and we'll see how it goes. It's just um the whole point is to make my site um pay for itself, so to speak. <laughs> and um so I that's the way I did it. And I'm um I'm really proud of the story, and I hope that you guys liked it. And um, I'm not reading the reviews because I don't care. And I know that sounds terrible, but I, I don't care. I mean, thank you for if you've reviewed it. That's awesome. I much prefer to get comments on my site letting me know because I'm not reading them on the distributors because there's always going to be that one asshole who comes along and says, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just not going to expose myself to it because I don't care. So if you've read it and you loved it and you left me a message on Amazon or you know, left a comment on Amazon, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, if you want me to read your comment code to my site and leave <laughs> and, and comment because I'm not going to go to Amazon and read that stuff. I'm just not. So, anyways, yeah, just, you know, recommend it. That would be awesome. I appreciate that kind of thing. Um, Christmas is coming up. If you feel comfortable giving gay porn to somebody as a Christmas present, you can do that. <laughs> I would appreciate that as well. Uh, and I, Personally, I enjoy getting gay porn for Christmas. Um, I always have a couple of friends who send me um, Amazon gift certificates, or they buy me books on Amazon, and it gets sent to them as a gift or sent to me as a gift, and I appreciate that, too. Um, so, whatever. Uh, just, that's the thing. <coughs> I, uh, I, you know, I don't mind, you know, the thing is, is, I have asthma, so I cough a lot in general anyway. But I hate having a sniffly nose. I hate having stuff in my nose. It drives me insane. I hate it. I hate having a stuffed up nose. It's just, oh, it's really annoying. I hate having stuffed up ears, too. That's terrible, too. Is there anything else I can talk about, complain about, bitch about, moan and groan about? Oh, I would really appreciate it. Um... I totally forgot what I was going to say. 
I don't even, I got nothing. I, got, I literally got nothing. I just been, um, when I'm sick, I tend to hibernate. <laughs> and Lady Holder asked me today if I was going to be a hermit um, forever. And uh, not forever, but just if, if I was going to continue to be a hermit or if I was going to, you know, talk tonight. Um, and I do tend to burrow when I'm sick because, like, fuck all this. I'll just crawl in my bed and watch Hulu or Netflix because my TV is a smart TV. My TV could be smarter than me these days. Um, it's definitely smarter than my phone. Um, it. So I watched um, all five. I I kind of binge-watched Rosewood on Hulu. Um, I don't know if I recommend it. Morris Chestnut's beautiful. There, that is a given. He is beautiful. But his character is kind of a butt. He's kind of a butthole. I mean, asshole. He's an asshole. I don't know why I'm censoring myself. He's an asshole. And he's kind of arrogant. And I like an arrogant man. I'm not going to lie. I really like an arrogant man. I really enjoy Rodney McKay because he's arrogant. Um, and, you know, but I don't know how I feel about it. I just, there's, I'm on the fence, as Jilly says. I'm on the fence as well. But I did binge watch it. I watched Blind Spot. Um, I'm in love with Blind Spot. I, I hope it lasts forever and a year. Um, I just love it. I love Blind Spot. Um, of course, I'm, you know, Madam Secretary started back up, and I'm really digging the fuck out of Madam Secretary. And they better not cancel my shit. I think I would riot by myself if she doesn't get, like, a full eight years. I don't know. Um... I don't know if Rosewood is on Netflix. No, it's a new show, so it probably isn't on Netflix. If you want to watch new stuff, you have to go to Hulu. Um, but uh, Rosewood is on Fox, so you might be able to watch the current five episodes on the Fox channel or on Hulu if you have Hulu. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Rosewood. I, I'm, I'm on the fence. My mom loves it, but she just likes Morris Chestnut. She can watch the whole show muted and be perfectly content with that. But this is also the woman who regularly watches Fast and the Furious muted. Because one night I was, she was had Fast and Furious on her TV. And I said, "Oh, I love this part where it's such and such." She says, "I had no idea what happens in this movie." I said, "What do you mean?" She says, "I don't actually listen to it." She she has watched Fast and the Furious roughly 20 times muted. She has never actually listened to the dialogue. I shit you not. I, I said, do you do this with any other movies? She, she says, The 13th Warrior. <laughs> the 13th Warrior? It's a fucking awesome movie. What is wrong with you? I was like, you need to, you need to, she is she's a real big Vin Diesel fan. Um she watches Pitch Black as well, muted, and um she watches uh Triple X muted. <sighs> Anyways, um my mother but I can't believe she muted Thirteenth Warrior. What is wrong with her? It that's just it's a fucking great movie. So she did promise me the next time she puts 13th Warrior in, she will listen to the dialogue, so that's something. Um, but she watches it for Antonio Banderas. She loves herself some Antonio Banderas. <laughs> I was like, okay. You go right ahead, Mama. You do what you want. 
agree that Vin Diesel's voice is awesome. There's something about him in Pitch Black that just, whoa, all the way down your spine, right? How can you not want to listen to that? Oh, it's amazing. Anyways. <laughs> the chat room censored Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> you can't say dick in the chat. So it 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 did R.I.D. star, star, star. It's not even enough stars. There should be four stars there. Anyways, I liked Pitch Black. I was really upset that Claudia Black's character bit it so quickly. You just you just can't say dick. You can't say the dick in the chat. But you can't say pussy, apparently. Who knew? Anyways, I think we already knew about, about, about pussy, though. Pussy has always been available in the chat room. <laughs> You're just going to keep trying stuff out. Anyways, um, so I've been six. So I've been watching TV. Um... Yeah, cunt's always been censored. Uh, so I watched, like I said, I've watched Blind Spot, which I love. I'm watching Madam Secretary, which I fucking love. It's awesome. Um, I'm on the fence about Rosewood. Uh, and I think my problem with Rosewood is the female characters. Um, the most interesting female character is his mom, and she doesn't get enough screen time. I like her strength and her and her um her conviction and her power but she doesn't get enough screen time I just I want the mom to have more screen time on Rosewood and then I would like it more Particularly like the you know what? I'm really tired. I'm really fed up. And this is probably my main reason I don't like um I'm 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 on the fence about Rosewood. And it's not the character of Rosewood himself. Um Morris Chestnut's talented, he's really attractive, and his character's arrogant and I appreciate arrogance. Um and he's beautiful. Uh but his partner, the female cop, is angry and bitter and it's like they can't make a woman a badass, apparently, on Fox without making her angry and bitter. And I, and also, isn't it a little racist? I mean, she's um, Latina. And so she's... It's just... It really bothers me that she's so stereotyped that she's angry and that she's, uh, you know, she's so bitter and she uh, she jumps to conclusions and she's um, she's she's really immature. And I just I'm really not thrilled with the character development of I fuck Via. Is, is that her name? Via. Aggressive for no reason. You're absolutely right, Jilly. She's aggressive for no particular reason. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed about Forever, and see, here's the two, here's the two cops. 
Both female cops both lost their husbands for um, an unexpected health reason. In fact, I think they both had heart attacks. Here's Joe on Forever being um, working her way through her grief, uh, doing her job, excelling at her job, maybe overworking, but she's not taking out. She's not. She's she, she's real. She, she's solid. She makes bad decisions. She. Um, she makes good decisions. She's she's vulnerable, but she's strong. And then you have Via on Rosewood, who lost her husband to a heart attack, who's also a female cop, who is written aggressive and angry all the time. She is angry and aggressive with everyone. I'm really unhappy with her characterization. It it's disingenuous. She she's two dimensional, and um, like I said, the most interesting woman on the show is Rosewood's mom, and she's not getting enough screen time. I'm just saying. But watch Rosewood and let me know what you think. Um, I'm just curious. Because I don't know how I feel about it. Like I said, well, I do. I actually have some very strong opinions about it. But I'm still watching it, hoping it'll get better, I guess. Because, you know, and also, yes, Morris Chestnut is beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Okay? But does she have to want to sleep with him? Is that where they all go? Is, is is that where all these shows are going? It's like instant lust. Is that where it has to be? That, you know, that Via has. <sighs> I know they were going that direction in Forever as well. You know, Joe was kind of falling in love, um, but it <sighs> it took her a long time to get there. You know, and even then she was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I do. I don't want to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) You know? (coughs) So, I don't think they have any chemistry. There's no real, there's no, anyway, I just find the whole thing irritating. But it could be because I'm sick. Who knows? My mom's watching it on mute, I think. (laughs) Which I guess should tell me everything I need to know about the show. Because if she's watching it on mute, why should I bother watching it at all? Because <laughs> I can look at pictures of Morris Chestnut online without being subjected to this stereotypical angry woman. Anyways, you guys have a good week. And um, my birthday is on Saturday, and I will not probably be doing a radio show, um, because I'll probably be out in the wild blue yonder, or maybe asleep, depending on how I feel. I hope that I'm better, because I would like to, you know, leave my house, because I'm getting kind of stir-crazy, in case you missed it, um, so I hope I get to go somewhere, but if I don't, I might get on the radio show and bitch about that being confined to my house for the second week in a row. Anyways, you guys have a good evening, and I will talk to you later.